0: What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can be in the world, but you're here with me. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about why even after success in Summer League, we should be patient with Dalen Terry and Marco Simanovic to a lesser extent. We'll also be talking about how the Bulls are going to finish that Summer League season. Is Marco ready for the NBA? And then what's next? After Summer League ends, between that and training camp, what's going to happen around the NBA and for this channel. We'll get into all that. Plus DeAndre Ayton being matched by the Phoenix Suns. We'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, after Daylan Terry's big game last night in Summer League, which we did have a live stream on, so make sure you guys go and check out that video if you do want to hear my initial reactions and breakdown after the Summer League game last night, but with that being said, after the success that Daylon Terry has had in Summer League, after the, the, the progression that he's made almost every single game of Summer League, c- continuing to fill that stat sheet, he's averaged 14 points per game uh, in the Summer League thus far. We'll see how that uh, increases or decreases after the last Summer League game, um, well, the last Summer League game that's coming up on Saturday, that is, not the last one yesterday. But with that being said, but I want to talk about why, even with that, why, even with the, num- the skills that he has flashed so far, we still need to practice patience with Dalen Terry and also Marco Simonovich. Now, we'll talk about Marco in his own segment. But in this one, I do want to focus on Daylon Terry. Now, yes, Daylon Terry has shown some of that defensive ability, the ability to steal. He has shown, like, they try to use him in isolation, um, I think, in that third game of Summer League, which he had some success in, not as much. But then in that fourth game of Summer League, him mo- the motion offense is something that fits him really well and I think fits him and suits him a little bit better than playing isolation ball at this particular point in his career. But it makes sense when you look at a player that can go downhill, that can get to the, the free throw line, that can has some shooting ability, everything moving on the offense and him moving around as well, rather than going to isolation, trying to take players off the dribble and create for himself, and he's still a very young player, that all makes sense. He just turned 20 years old a few days ago, so it all makes sense, right? But the one thing that we do as fans of this team, and I think, like I said, it, it's not just exclusive to Bulls fans. Every fan base does this to an extent, but what we need to do is still practice patience with Dalen Terry. Yes, he had a 20-point game last night in high-efficiency shooting. He shot two for two from three-point from three range, all that, getting to the free-throw line. Yes, and he looked great doing it. But Bulls fans already did not practice very much patience in the drafting of Dalen Terry, right? And so one thing that I want to hear from you guys down below, how has Summer League affected your view of the pick of Dalen Terry? that will also be a... Uh, poll over on the community tab for that. But Bulls fans already weren't happy generally, right? There were some that understood it. Shout out to Ricky Fontaine, who did have Dalen Terry on his list of potential high upside picks for the Chicago Bulls. But most Bulls fans were not happy with the pick of Dalen Terry. They already were coming in not ready to be patient. And it's funny how things swing, right? Once a player has some success. Now you hear some people saying and comparing uh Dalen Terry to, to Scottie Pippen or 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 um I forget some of the up, Mikhail Bridges, things like that. And they're starting to understand and see the upside. But I want to I want to talk about here why we still need to have patience with Dalen Terry in this rookie year because he's not going to have the success that he had in summer league. And he shouldn't, right? Summer League is a completely different level of competition from the NBA. And he's going to be playing a completely different role as well. We don't even know how many minutes Dalen Terry is going to be getting per game and how he's going to crack that rotation if he does. Now, I do expect him to crack that rotation. I don't know if it's going to come early in the season. I don't know if it's going to come late later in the season, but I do. I uh, think he's is gonna crack that rotation to some extent. We'll see to what. But why we need to continue practice patient with Dalen Terry. Dalen Terry is a very young player and 20 years old. Dalen Terry is a player that's gonna have to figure figure out the physicality of the NBA. And there are gonna be some games where he does have some flashes and 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 show some things where Bulls players, Bulls players, Bulls fans are gonna absolutely want to see more for this for this guy. There are gonna be some games too where he plays bad and and people are gonna say, hey, Remember, why do we even draft this guy? He doesn't need to be playing, but we need to have patience. Daylon Terry was an upside pick. He does have some things that look like he's going to be able to contribute right away, but if that does not come to fruition early in his NBA career, we still need to have patience with Daylon Terry. We don't need to try to push Daylon Terry or, or try to project our feelings, our thoughts, our, or rush his development because as, fan, as a fan base, we think that we that this Bulls team window is whatever we think it is, and we need him to be whatever right away, right? We don't need the Patrick Williams Dalen Terry. We don't need to. And for those of that are in the comments commenting and comparing, saying Dalen Terry is already better than Patrick Williams. I see you guys. You guys definitely need to have several seats and practice some patience. It's going to take time. Yes, he had success in summer league. He's going to have even more success in summer league next season if he ends up playing. But Dalen Terry may very well be a player that comes along extremely slowly, and we may not get to see what type of player Dalen Terry really is and can turn into this team for another two or three years. And I know that is like the death nail for a lot of Bulls fans when you hear two to three years because all Bulls fans think is we have this two-year window that is not a two-year window. Bulls fans, like, we got to practice patience. We got to have patience. We got to, to allow this team and this player to cook and turn into what they're going to turn into period at the end of the day daylon terry is and he may right i can this whole video can be made completely null and void over the course of this first nba season right but we need to have that patience with daylon terry we need to allow him to come along we need to allow him to work on his skills develop his skills he still has a jump shot that still needs some fixing so if daylon terry does start the season not getting minutes he starts the season Maybe not playing the best in the minutes that he does get. Let's not be quick to label Dalen Terry anything in this first season. I know I'm asking for a rationale from a fan base that absolutely can at times not be rational, right? That's just period. I'm at sometimes not a rational fan either. Let me be clear. Not just holding you guys down, it's me as well. But let's practice some patience with Dalen and Terry and allow this guy, this competitor, this. Uh, confident guy, this gym rat that he's been reported to be, this 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 guy who loves the game of basketball and wants to very well succeed at being a very good player in this NBA, the best player that he can turn into. Let's allow him that space and time to turn into that because it's, it's going to be some times where we question. It's going to be some times where he doesn't look the best. There are going to be some games where we take a look and say, hey, man, listen, this Dale Darry, and Terry kid, uh, he, he laid a goose egg today. It's going to happen. It's going to, but let's allow it. And as a whole, that can be applied to the Bulls fan base as well. Everybody is so, and I'm going to say everybody, but generally people can be so focused on this magical two and three year window that isn't actually a two or three year window that we try to rush things, right? And by by patience, I don't mean let's settle if it doesn't work out. If it doesn't work out, yes, we need, we deserve to be outraged. We deserve to be upset. We deserve to question the, some of the moves, if it doesn't work out. But guess what? As much as people don't want to hear this, everything AK and Eversley have done just about has worked out. And I already know some people are going to be typing, we should have kept Wendell Carter. No, Wendell Carter did not play that much better last season. He just got more opportunity. Now, as I've said before too, one of the things that I do have an issue with in that deal is giving up the two first-round picks. Now, I do absolutely have an issue with that. Absolutely, right? I have an issue with it. giving up two first-round picks. But bringing in DeMar, worked. Bringing in Lonzo, I know injuries but when he was on the court everything he was advertised to be Patrick Williams still is was always meant to be a long-term thing so two years and his, his second season being only 15 games I'm not ready to call that one way or another yet right so that's the, that one's still pending Daylon Terry still pending Io DeSumo was absolutely a still of that draft allow AK and Eversley to cook now I know there are some Bulls fans that are upset too that we didn't address some things that we hope to be addressed in this offseason and the thing that i've always said and i know some people don't pay attention to it the bulls did not have true cap space this year they had 10 million dollar mid-level exception right and they would have hard capped themselves had they used it all next season the chicago bulls have like, have 20 million dollars in space and a 10 million dollar exception again that's the time that the bulls definitely need to make a move now if they don't make a move then too heads will roll at least petty roosevelt will roll some heads but yeah let's practice uh patience with Dalen Terry. Let's see what it's gonna be. Now, the other player in the Summer League team that we know for sure is, well, I guess we don't know for sure, but that we think, I think, is going to be on this roster next season just for his size and his ability and scoring, he still needs to work on defense is Marco Samanovich. Now, Marco is in this interesting place where he is not, he's too good for the G League, way too good for the G League. You're not gonna Marco will learn nothing left from G League. But the question is, is he truly ready for the NBA? And if he is, Even what type of contributions is he going to give? Yes, he was a 17 and 10 player, and I think even more than that overseas. Yes, that's not going to translate one for one in the NBA. We should never expect it to, but Marco is at the point now, in my opinion, where Marco is not going to get, he needs to be on this roster considering we still need size, considering as many of you guys have pointed out, we don't have a true backup power forward right i know some people think we don't have a, a true power forward overall i've already talked about that patrick williams is a power forward people i don't care what you say stop focusing just on height he's 6'7 240 something pounds with a 7'2 wingspan that's a power forward dennis Rodman 6'7 uh draymond green 66 believe me patrick williams can play power forward for a long time in this league so he's a power forward. but with that with andre drummond being on this team and him being a true center marco samanovich can play center power forward Marco, it's time for Marco to get minutes in the NBA. And even in this game, having one of his best games in summer league, 17 and 13 and four assists, flashing all the offensive skill set that we know that he has. Now, the defense, the defense that he needs to work on, I don't think he's going to be able to progress on that in G League because it's just not. And again, he may never be a, a plus defender. He may not be, but what he can offer offensively, what that skill set can be, and the fact that he does need to get used to not only his body, but the big bodies in the NBA, it's time for Marco to be on the roster getting minutes. Now, I'm not going to say that that should be 15, 12, or 15 minutes out the gate. Give him six to eight minutes. Let him work. See what he does in those six to eight minutes, and not just in garbage time. Give him some six-minute six, uh, uh, six stretches, or three, two, three-minute stretches in the game. I don't know right? The coaches are there to figure out how to give him the stretches, but he does need to be getting upwards of about 10 minutes a game to start the NBA season, and definitely in preseason, in my opinion, because it's time. Now, let me know down below, what do you guys think? Is Marco ready for the NBA? And even if you think he's not quite ready, do you agree that it is time for Marco Samanovic to play NBA minutes? He's not going to gain anything else. What we're seeing from him in summer league so far, his ability to score, he's going up a little bit tougher, even though he's not doing the best one-on-one defense, the best on-ball defense, he is handling contact defensively a lot better than what he handled last season. He still needs to figure out how to get in position better. He still needs to understand how to read better. Yes, all those things need to absolutely happen. But it's time. It's time for Marco to be on this roster, getting minutes with the in the actual NBA. At least in my opinion. Let me know what you guys think about that down below. Now, with Summer League, the Bulls are set to play their last Summer League game uh, this upcoming Saturday at 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time and it's going to go down. Now, I probably will not be able to do an immediate post-game show, but you will get a post-game probably pre-record that night, that evening. Um, But that's it. The Bulls did not qualify for the Summer League Championship game, which is a weird thing. They don't go off wins. They go off point differential. And because the Bulls had that 30-point blowout loss, and then when they did have a 30-point or could have got a 30-point win, they put in their bench players and that lead got down to 10. They ended up only winning that game by 10. So, The Bulls do not make the Summer League Championship game. They do get a fifth game, though, against the Philadelphia 76ers uh, on Saturday. So we're going to continue to look at and see how these players play in that game. Do Marco and Daylin at this point even play past the first half? Do they go ahead and sit them? Because, hey, it's time to get ready. But in talking about getting ready, we're heading into what I call the dark times in the NBA. Once Summer League ends, we don't have training camp open until September, mid to late September. Um, So with that being said, like, it's gonna be pretty dark times. All free agents are damn near taken care of, right? So that that's that's pretty much eliminated. We don't have uh don't have free agent watch for the most part. Uh, DeAndre Aidenfeld, which we'll talk about a little bit at the end of the show, but it's going to be dark times. And what does that mean? What does that mean for this channel? What does that mean for what we do? What does that mean for news? Expect news trickle to go out of you're gonna get a lot of articles here in the next month, month and a half. Of it's gonna be like, hey, by the way, Kobe. Hey, by the way, Kobe video dropped. Kobe White's working on his dribbling. You're going to get a lot of stuff like that. Hopefully, Alonzo Ball in that cor- in that over the course of that as well. But it's going to start being dark times. Now, I got some content playing. You guys know, even during the dark times of this season, I never completely fell off. So still expect content here. But I want to hear from you guys. How do you, what are you guys going to do during the, during the downtime of the next month where it really goes quiet? It really goes completely quiet. We're going to get a lot of weird news. Um, but, you know, that's kind of where we sit at right now with that. Um, next up, one of the things that I dropped a video on yesterday almost immediately after the news dropped was the Indiana Pacers signed Deandre Ayton to a offer sheet, the largest offer sheet in NBA history. The Suns as soon as that that offer sheet was officially signed, the Suns quickly promptly matched that. So what does that mean for the Phoenix Suns, right? They now have a player that they know didn't want to be there that the coach has seemingly felt he fell out of grace with the coach here, um what not here there cuz we we're, this isn't a Phoenix show i don't give a fuck about the Phoenix Suns but with that being said um so what does that mean what's the next up they're absolutely going to shop uh, Deandre Aiden. now Deandre Aiden does have veto he doesn't have a no trade clause but he has veto power as far as vetoing any trade deal for the ne- for this season upcoming so they can trade him as soon as j- in January 15th do they try to include him in the Kevin Durant deal? Do they try to include him in a deal that gets them the most assets? The Phoenix Suns are in such an interesting place because they are trying to compete now. As long as they have Chris Paul, um, and they couldn't work out a sign and trade with the Indiana Pacers before, they just went ahead and signed him to the offer sheet. What does that really mean? I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no. They're probably going to end up running him back for most part of the season. DeAndre, they're not going to bench DeAndre Ayton, I don't think. Right. Because, again, they're trying to compete and they're just going to have to put on their big boy pants, both the coaching staff, the ownership, the front office and DeAndre Ayton and just tough it out. It's interesting that we just talked about yesterday, the player empowerment movement. And this is an ownership group and a front office that fought back against that. They could have easily allowed him to walk. They could have did a sign and trade right to get rid of him. But they didn't see a deal that they like. And they said, hey, no, we're keeping you. We're going to hold on to you. You're now under contract with us for four years and we're going to decide what we do. And you're going to start seeing more and more of that. I think you may even end up seeing it in this Brooklyn situation with Kevin Durant. He can have his list, but considering how much longer he has on his contract, hey, listen, we're going to get the best deal for us out of you. Saw it a little bit with with Simmons as well last year. So what does ha- what what the, what do the Suns end up doing here? They have to move him, you would think, at some point, unless that relationship ends up getting repaired somehow that we don't foresee. You have to eventually move DeAndre Ayton. But what do you do in the meantime of that you have at least until January 15th? And that's even if you can work out a deal and one that he agrees to by then. So it's going to be a minute until there's a true resolution to this, unless he ends up just staying with the Suns for the foreseeable future. But let me know what you guys think down below. Do you think DeAndre Ayton is moved by this year's trade deadline? Or do you think this goes into next offseason and then this then this, the Suns try to do more flexibility and and, and and see what happens then? Maybe at the draft, maybe things like that. We'll see. We'll see. It's a very interesting time. Mean, you don't run into situations like this. Usually when a player is disgruntled and something ends up, they want to go, it ends up working out that they end up leaving sooner rather than later. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, but before we go, we, I want to talk to you guys about what are some of the best free agents still available in this class? Because we're talking about the end of it, um, things dying down, but there's still quite a bit of good uh, free agents. Colin Sexton, who I mentioned yesterday, is still out there white Whiteside, I believe, still out there. Um, Austin Rivers did sign. Dennis Schroder still out there. Montrez, no, Montrez hero did sign, I believe. Carmelo Anthony, Eric Bletso. There are still a lot of quality free agents out there. And do you see teams maneuver or make a deal, then go in after one of these deals? One that I'm still the most interested in is Colin Sexton. What happens with him? Do the Cavs just go ahead and resign him and try to negotiate a lower contract, or does do they let him walk? That injury is major. So it's going to be interesting to see. Let me know who you guys think are some of the biggest free agents out there and where do you think that they land. Let me know that down below. But that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a Saturday mailback episode dropping tomorrow, so make sure you get those texts and voicemails in, and we'll go over how to get those in here in a second. First off, if you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Bulls Pod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. Thank you for making Chicago Bulls Central what it is and growing this community. You guys are the best in the business. I appreciate you guys so much. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Media.